Divine Mercy Sunday, and I hope you started your novena last Good Friday. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, y'all. Wow. Uh, Good people of God, it is uh, Divine Mercy Sunday. It is the awesome week after uh, Easter Sunday. But it's also uh, this uh, this great season that is uh, that is upon us that we're living in. That is Easter, Resurrection, Joy, Alleluia, Alleluia. Wow. Kyle Kyle Dowd, who's our seminary, we have a special guest here yeah. on uh, Pastors of Pain. He, welcome, one and all, uh, seminarian Kyle Dowd. Well, well, welcome, welcome. In the he, house. I started singing, and he slipped his hand over the mic very subtly. And I want to protect the people of God. He also <laughs> threw up. <laughs> um, Kyle Kyle is with us home uh, for uh, a little bit of Easter. Uh, Kyle, tell us about uh, where I know you've been on the show before, but where uh, where do you go to school? And when are you going to be a priest? Is mo- <laughs> most importantly, when can I take a vacation or a sabbatical? Go. Mm. Uh, when can you take? It? Oh, you can take. Yeah, uh, I am studying to be a priest in St. Louis, but I'm studying for Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yes. Um, so Eastern in Oklahoma in the house. Around three to four years, sometime in then, I would. So you are at what? What uh, officially in the seminary world? What level are you? I'm at level three. Um, what was that where you uh, like get like fireballs to throw? <laughs> what? So which, you would say you, your, what year? What year of seminary you are I in? I am in my third year, my first year of theology so, studies. So in the seminary world, we we use phrases like first theology, right. which means the first out of four years of a theology of, degree, like a master's degree in theology. Yeah, a master's Not leveling up just a little bit. A master's <laughs> in in divinity. Um, so anyway, Kyle, yeah, is home with us. Kyle, uh, was amazing and did a great work helping us throughout the, uh, Easter Triduum. He was the lead. I, I gave him a title lead server, uh, for Holy Thursday and Good Friday and the Easter vigil and a, and a little bit of Easter, uh, Easter Sunday. Anyway, he did a great job. He did a great job leading wow. our, our altar servers. Um, okay. So. What? It's Divine Mercy Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what, it's one of my it to you. What does that mean? It's one of my favorite times of the year. Yeah. It, I mean, yet next to Easter. What's the big deal? Next to Easter, Divine Mercy Sunday is rich. Well, Divine Mercy is part of Easter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's in the Easter. If we drew a Venn diagram, they would be. They, they would, would overlap. Yes. So it's a, it's an important time of the year. Uh, you know, the novena started on Good Friday of Divine Mercy. John Paul II instituted Divine Mercy Sunday as the second Sunday after Easter because Jesus told St. Faustina Kowalski, hey, put this in there. And it took a while to, to get it in there. Uh, if you ever want to do some really beautiful reading on Divine Mercy Sunday, look up uh, some stuff from Vinnie Flynn. Great author who wrote on divine mercy, on the sacrament of confession, on the Eucharist, and also the Marian Fathers in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. They they write about it a lot. Yeah, you can I, also read John Paul II and Divus in Misericordia, rich in that God is rich in mercy. It was I, a, a I, I, encyclical. Divus, D I V E S. I think it's I, I failed Latin twice, but I think it's Divus. Whatever. At Misericordia, God is rich in D I V E S. Wow, Divus. Or did you say divest? Divest? That's what you said. Divus <laughs> and misericordia. Divus and misericordia. Rich and <laughs> rich in mercy. Yes, it's a it's a brilliant. So there's a lot. There's a, definitely a lot to uh, to read. Yes, uh, to and, read out there. And also, I think if you uh, 
even if you maybe are just realizing it's uh, Divine Mercy Sunday and you're like, I really wish I could have prayed the uh, novena. Uh, it, the, you also had the opportunity on Sunday, Divine Mercy Sunday at 3 p.m. There's adoration and confessions at New St. Francis by the students of St. John. So, yeah. So that just what a partnership. I know. I know. Thanks for letting us uh, borrow your church at four o'clock for mass and yeah. three o'clock. No, we uh, love it. Divine Mercy love Sunday. It. Okay. Could you, uh, Father Carey, tell us about God's mercy? Well, God so is. So someone who's new on the ooh. scene, someone who maybe doesn't think about mm. God's mercy, uh, where the church gives us this beautiful day that we call it, we call it Divine Mercy Sunday. So we're talking about divine mercy. Divine is God. Mercy is mercy. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we can, we can uh, elaborate that. What, if you were to like, if someone gave you 30 seconds or a minute to say, uh, excuse me, Father, could you just tell me about God's mercy? Yeah, okay, here you what go. What would you say? So I would say God is rich in mercy. And Ooh. I have a friend who on one occasion, uh, I needed some stuff for some poor people, and he whipped out his checkbook and cut me a check for multiple thousands of dollars. And I was oh. like, wait a second. This guy just is like rich in money. He's rich. He's super wealthy. And he has this treasury just of of wealth, of excess that he has that he just generously lavishes upon people. And I always think of God as rich in mercy because he just lavishes. He freely gives. He has this treasury and this storehouse of life restoring life zoe not not just biological life but zoe life divine life and he just pours it upon his children god is rich in mercy and he gives it to anybody like even if you're like well, off anybody the grid, come on even if you're off the grid um if you're come on. Uh, a person who is like that movie father stew that you took people to yeah like, it was how, excellent how, like i saw did, it last wednesday night like how did it was excellent how did this guy go from thug as kyle go Dowd, see it um described him to, warning parental warning coarse language yeah that's so yeah it shows this basically this priest we could do a show on father stew shoot uh, this priest who, you know, basically kind of lived a rough life and the movie shows it. It's, it's the, the movie's called Father Stewart stars Mark Wahlberg and Mel Gibson and some other people. Right. So I, um, I would say there's a line in St. Faustina's writings that Jesus says that like, um, God wants to pour the ocean of mercy upon. I love that the ocean, worst, like the the, ocean, like those people that are the worst of humanity. He wants them. So like, I always give the example of the the guy who came up with the plan for Auschwitz-Birkenauer concentration camp, Rudolf Hess, and well, how we, we've uh, told that story before. Yeah, you could go on back this show and like that person is the example of the riches of God's mercy. God is rich in mercy. Saint Paul, riches of God's mercy. God is rich in mercy upon them. Mary of Egypt, who was a prostitute on a boat. We've talked about whole, her too. I yeah, like it. I like there's it. All of those people that God wishes to pour his mercy upon he's rich in it and he gives it away Sorry, okay kyle what seconds. did father carry leave out you and your uh, in your theological studies uh, what has father carry forgotten in his uh, many years of priesthood away from the academic world um i mean he forgot to say that rudolf hess like came back to the church i guess is that part of it yeah okay yeah rudolf hess was a bad dude yeah and because god is rich in mercy mm-hmm. there was even even Nazis have God's love and God's mercy available yeah. to them. 
Yeah, I always think of like the dude who wrote the textbook on how to abort children. Bernard Nathanson is his name. Oh, Bernard Nathanson, yeah. Uh, and that guy. Go look it up. Really? He, just, the, uh, he just died a couple years ago. The story of him. He was, who did his funeral? It was, it was like. Oh, he became a Catholic. Yeah, he had this massive conversion. Norma McCorvey, who is the. the Jane. The, the Roe. Oh, Roe. The Roe of Roe versus Wade. Wow. Um, became a Catholic. So God, God died, is, God died, is, died a Catholic. Yeah. Is rich, rich, rich in mercy, and He gives it away. And the church has like all of these treasuries that we use. Like, the, you know, I guess I hear lots of confessions. You know, because you've stopped by occasionally and took up an hour or two here and there because the line is just overloaded. So my my uh, my way uh, that God has entrusted with me to distribute His mercy is through the sacrament of confession. One way He that I I don't do it is I have this book in my center console and it's called Pastoral Care. You, oh, there I'm you. holding it up. It's green. <laughs> it's, most priests have a little green book called you. Pastoral Care of the Sick, Rites of Anointing and Viaticum. And I have these little pieces of paper in mind that says, do this, do this, do this. Yeah, you don't, you don't do as much um, hospital, nursing home. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh, no. and, and I do. Father Robert and, and I, yeah. And so in it, in this, in this green little book is all this stuff like, uh, you know, you, this is the readings and the intercessions and for a person who's going to surgery and this and this and this. And then I have a card that is right at, uh, no, it's actually a little piece I'm of paper. i holding up another card. It only is. It's a little piece of paper for the apostolic pardon, which is... We're gonna we're gonna talk about this. We we have a we're gonna have a an interesting debate so, on the legitimate. Oh, we are? oh because, really? Because I look. You're at, a jerk. No, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, because I you don't the, the, believe the debate, what the church teaches. I do. I do believe what the church teaches. Where's the well, debate? The debate is here, uh, and I'm all, I'm in line with the church on on the apostolic. We'll party. see about that. Uh huh. The the jury is not out on my theology. Oh, it's out. <laughs> My my thought of it is, and this is the question that I've I've had for a long time. It is much like the brown scapular. Okay, they're distinct, but the brown scapular. We when you do get a it, show on a scapular, it says if you die wearing the brown scapular, you You'll will be go. welcomed into heaven. Yeah. Okay. Now you can you die. You're murdering someone, but you're wearing the brown scapular, and you get shot by the police. Uh huh. Do you go immediately? Do you go to immediately heaven? to heaven? Now, yeah. the apostolic pardon. The answer is no. The apostolic pardon. You. Like, okay, so let's back it up. Thank you. Thank you. So here, so there's, there are, um, when we talk about God's mercy and when we talk about the church giving God's mercy, I want to, I want to bring us back to two scripture passages that I think, that I think are very helpful. One is, one is the, one is the, 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 the reading that we're going to hear on divine mercy Sunday, which is from uh, John chapter 20. Oh, uh-huh. So John chapter 20, uh, let me, let's just, let me just take you back. Take me back. This is, it's after the resurrection. Can I make the doo-doo-doo-doo? <laughs> it's after the resurrection. <laughs> Jesus, uh, the apostles are, uh, they know that Christ has risen from the dead, but they're still, uh, they're kind of afraid. So they're hidden. They're hiding in a locked room. Jesus comes to them through, I've always, I've always, I can't wait to get to heaven and like, figure out how this all happened. He basically comes through the wall uh, and he says to them, peace be with you. And then he says, 
do not be afraid. And then he breathes on them. He breathes on them. He, he, he breathes. The, he, the phrase the ruah. Is, yeah, that's it. The phrase is the ruah, yeah. which is from the book of Genesis. So he breathes on them. So just in like, if you read in the early chapters of the book of Genesis, how does God give life? How does God give life to the water? Right? There's the water, but there's no life in it. God breathes on the waters. And when God breathes, his, he gives us his life. Well, fierce debate. I'm what? not sure he breathes on the waters. He calls down, the Holy Spirit comes down upon the waters. Ooh. But he breathes, he ruahs into Adam. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. It get, and gives Adam life. Okay. Okay. Got it. So just making sure we're not, the, you're not being a heretic. I'm not me. a heretic. I'm not a heretic. You are. Um, <laughs> sorry. Wow. That was, I almost said something about your mom, <laughs> but I held, I held back. Hey, uh, mama jokes are off, off right. camera. Yeah, off, off, off air. Off air. Okay. So Jesus breathes on them. And then he says to them, these very important words, he says, receive the Holy spirit. Those whose sins you forgiven, those whose sins you forgive are forgiven. Those whose sins you retain are retained. Okay. John, John chapter 20. So okay. that is where, when we talk about the scriptural basis of the, the church being an instrument of God's mercy, being the bearer of mercy, the sacrament of confession, anointing of the sick, which we'll talk about in just a minute. Um, that's when, when people say like, why do you need to go to a priest? The basic, the basic Jesus is because that's how Jesus set it up. Everybody, <laughs> Jesus, didn't Jesus say, Go to gave God, the said. power to forgive sins to his apostles who were his first bishops, his first priests. And then that was passed down and passed down and passed down to the knucklehead priests of today, where when you come to confession and we say, I absolve you of your sins in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit, you can leave the confessional with confidence that your sins are forgiven. And it's not Brian O'Brien, Kerry Wakulich forgiving your sins. It's the Lord Jesus Christ who has given that ability and power to his priests to forgive sins. Okay, so that's one scripture passage. The other one is Matthew chapter 16. Ooh, tell me. Matthew 16 is most famous because that's where Jesus appoints Peter as the first pope. He says, you are Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against her. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Isaiah chapter 22. Go look them up. So referencing back to Isaiah, Jesus says that to Peter. So the, the idea of binding and loosing, okay, is, is important in all of this. So when the church says this is how sins are forgiven. Our response is not, well, where does the church, why, where does the church get off like doing that? Because that's how Jesus set it up. He gave Peter the keys to the kingdom, the binding and the loosing. He gave his priests the ability to absolve and, and forgive sins. Agree. So that's John 20. That's Matthew chapter 16. Uh -huh. And then the other one, which Preach is it. kind of important in this, which we'll do, you know, just, I'll just mention briefly. And that is James chapter five, uh, oh. which is where we get the anointing of the sick. Oh, if anyone yeah. is sick, let them send for the priest of the church. The priest will lay hands on that person and will anoint them and their sins will be forgiven. And they'll be healed. And they'll be healed. Be healed. So that's the sacrament of confession. That's the sacrament of anointing of the sick. So then there's this third thing. Which is somewhat mysterious. And I want to, the reason we're Go doing this episode on. is because we want our people to know what's going on. But then also, I want to just tell you about my dad. 
All right. Oh. So my dad. Is this your dad? My dad book is wonderful, again? and my dad is my dad is a, is a wonderful man. My dad is a great husband and father, and a listener to the show, and a, and a and a and a and a supporter, a listener. Um, shout out Marty O'Brien. So I was home. Uh, no, probably two months ago. My dad calls me, and he says, "I gotta know." about the apostolic pardon. Is it in his I'm dead book, like a list of things no. you got to do? I mean, he like, read sure about it. This. He read about it somewhere. And he was like, what the heck is this apostolic pardon? He and he's said, been a Catholic how many years? Oh, my dad's 81 years old. What? He says, I've never heard of it. And then he, and then he did, this is the best part. He did, he's in like a Bible study at our, at our, my home parish. He did like a survey of people at daily mass and in his Bible study and according to my dad, 19 of the 20 people that he surveyed had never heard of the apostolic pardon. And he said, if this thing is so good and like basically is like a get out of jail free card at the end of your life, how is the church not like taking out ads on television <laughs> and telling everyone about this? Why, why is this such a secret? And I said, well, dad, like it's not a secret. He said 19 out of 20 people, church going people never heard of had it. never heard of the apostolic pardon. So I said, dad, I'm going to try to tell my people about the apostolic pardon. Well, Mar Marty O'Brien should be the evangelist of the apostolic pardon. I mean, that should be his title. He could become Marty the patron saint of the apostolic pardon. <laughs> so here's here's the deal. The apostolic pardon is a prayer. Okay. Now let's break it down. Apostolic, meaning going back to the apostles, especially who's the head of the apostles? Peter. Peter. Where do we learn that? Matthew 16. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, whatever you bind on earth. You are Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church. So, going all the way back to the beginning, especially Peter, especially Peter had the ability to, to kind of make, you know, sort of form the church um, to, to do what the Lord was asking. And the Lord was asking us to forgive sins. God is rich in mercy. We hear that all through the Old Testament, all through the New Testament. We see it in the life of Jesus. So, at the time of death, when a person is close to death, there is a prayer called the apostolic pardon that a priest can pray. Now, can other people pray it? No. Priests. Because the forgiveness of sins is tied to the ministry of priests. That's why you don't see deacons hearing confessions. You don't see deacons anointing people. You don't see lay people hearing confessions and anointing, right? It's, it's the priest the, through the ministry of, of Peter. Here's the apostolic pardon. You ready for this? So this is my, little, this is my little prayer that I keep in my, in my little book, and it whoa, says... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, if anybody is listening to this, this I'm is... I'm not, not giving you the apostolic pardon. <laughs> I'm reading. So it, I'm reading. So it's, apostolic pardon is only done when? Like at the point of death. At the point of death. Okay. So the person needs to be d dying. dying. Actively right. staring at yeah. their eyes closing forever. So if you're listening to this podcast, don't get any ideas. <laughs> so the, my little card says, The apostolic uh -huh. pardon is a prayer said by the priest for a dying person. It must be said by a priest and is often done in conjunction with viaticum. So viaticum yep. is when the, the Eucharist, when someone is given Holy Communion for the last time, viaticum. It's a, it's a putting together of, of multiple words in Latin that means bread for the journey, right? You're, you're, okay? So here's the prayer. There's actually, um, yeah, you ready? Here it is. 
through the holy mysteries of our redemption, may Almighty God release you from all punishments in this life and the life to come. May he open to you the gates of paradise and welcome you into everlasting joy. By the authority which the apostolic see has given me, I grant you a full pardon and the remission of all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. That's the apostolic pardon. And so when that is prayed at the point of death, sins are forgiven. And, and the person who is receiving that receives a, f- a full pardon for all of the sins of their entire life. Punishment due to sin? So what about purgatory? Right. No, no, none. I grant you a full pardon and the remission of all your sins. May God release you from all punishments in this life and the life to come. I was, li- I was listening. So here's, here's what my dad says. And I think Go. this might be what you're saying too. And that is, it's too good to be true. That can't be true. What my dad would say, and my, and my dad is very, is faithful, but he, there's a little, he's got a little skeptic in him, um, which, which I think is healthy. He would say, so you're telling me, this is what he says to me. So you're telling me that at the end of a person's life, if they lived a terrible life, but at the end have a, a, a moment of conversion and are open to God's mercy, you're telling me that with that prayer, they will go directly to heaven. Is that what you're telling me? And I said, that's what I'm telling you. Father Kerry has a look on his face. <laughs> Is it, okay, so I'll, I'll, uh, I'm going to defend your position first. Is it, it's not you telling your dad, it's the church telling him. And yeah, yeah, the, yeah. If, no, this if, is not. Yeah. So if the yeah. church, if the, you think this out, like if the church was instituted by Jesus Christ on 33 AD and it is the church that Jesus Christ founded and because he founded it, he gave the church all of these gifts and treasures, including the seven sacraments and other apostolic gifts. So it gets into, we're going to, um, uh, there's not time to go into it in depth. Maybe we do another show on the word indulgences. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this th- falls in that category. So if this is, if this is the case, if the, if you follow the storyline um, that Jesus founded the church, Jesus gave it, gave the church, the seven sacraments, Jesus gave the apostles the power to forgive sins. Then he also gave them this too. And if this is the case, then it's not uh, me telling you, it's Jesus telling you through his church, this is the kind of mercy he wants to, to dish out upon the world. Yeah. So when, I, when we started the show with Father Kerry, you know, tell me about God's mercy. And you said, God is rich in mercy. You used the phrase from St. Faustina that, that God's, God's love is an ocean of mercy. Um, how much water is in the ocean? 
um, according to my calculations, a lot. A lot, a lot, <laughs> right? Would you ever, could you ever like sort of calculate that? I mean, could you ever really, I mean, I, the best thing that priest said this to me years ago, you know, picture your sins like a, like, like rain or like, a, like, a, like drops of water falling into the ocean. Your sins fall into the ocean and what, and what happens to them? They're just, they're absorbed They're She said, try to, try to go. If you, if you see rain falling on the ocean, try to then dive into the ocean and find like the drop that you saw fall from the sky into the ocean. Go try to find it. No go. Like you're not going to do it. Right. So that's what happens to our sins. They're absorbed. They're, they're, they're wiped away. So I can see whether my dad or father Kerry or others who don't believe in God's, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Who, 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 there's a, there's a, there's a skeptical nature of it all. And that is like, are you really telling me like that God is that merciful? So God's mercy is available to really terrible people, Nazis, murderers, and what the church wants to proclaim to anyone who will listen is yes. Yes. Uh, I have lots of questions about the apostolic pardon because I've never really researched it. Even yeah. for this, I I wanted to come in because I, you know, I could come in here and debate. Well, so I, I don't know it's of its apostolic origin. Like if you go back and look at it and like, okay, where is its apostolic? That's what my dad was saying. He's like, well, where, when did this called start? The, exactly. So why don't you tell and us when it started? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. What, I mean, oh. I know it's, or, it's theological origins Correct. are from the church, which was from Christ and St. Peter in Matthew. It, it is part but of... But when did it start? I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we can say that the word apostolic here isn't referring to like it came from like we found it written by Paul or something, but more like the authority is The authority apostolic. is apostolic. Yeah, for so sure. it's not like an origin thing. It's for sure. Authority. For sure. So let, Ooh, okay, that, that's insightful, Kyle. I, yeah. I like that. Hey, hey, congratulations, First Theology Kyle. Yeah, well Level, done. You just leveled up. Do, do, well do. done. I learned something. Um, so there, there's, there, I mean, there is some stuff I have, I have, you know, Go I, ahead, have, give us some I have, stuff. I have some stuff. So, um, so it gets into indulgences, which I really, actually, I think we should do a whole show on indulgences, but here's, here's, this is from, uh, Pope Paul, the sixth, St. Paul, the sixth, um, 1969, an indulgence is a remission before God of the temporal punishment due to sins whose guilt had already been forgiven which the faithful Christian who is duly disposed gains under certain prescribed conditions through the action of the church, which as a minister of redemption dispenses and applies with authority, the treasury of the satisfactions of Christ and the saints. Like what I said earlier. Yes, that is what you said earlier. (laughs) Um, So this is one of those kind of tools that we have. It's one of the, the treasures in the treasure chest that the church has given us for a dying person to be forgiven. 
It, it should be painted on every hospital wall. So are that's what my dad. Die? He was like, Call "Why? A priest. Why yeah. are we not? Why have you? Why have I? Why am I just hearing about this?" Um, now I would tell people in your in your uh, end of life, uh, you know, decisions in your end of life documents, like put on there, please, like, please keep me alive until a priest can get here. I want. Big bold letters. I want the apostolic pardon. Um, yeah, God's mercy, man. We want to put limits on it, and I get it. I mean, I'm 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 with you, and my I get where you're coming from. I get where my dad's coming from. We want to say like, okay, no, like that's too easy or too good to be true. And what I think the church wants to say, loud and proud is if we really believe that God is rich in mercy, then why not? Why not? Through a beautiful prayer given to us, not out of nowhere, but by, as Kyle said, apostolic uh, authority, why not? Why can't the forgiveness of sins come to a dying person in their last hours? Yeah, you, you think like they show up at the last minute and, and our thought is, well, don't you have to do all of this stuff in order to get there to the last yeah. minute? To don't you have to earn God's love? And, no. and the answer, <laughs> and the answer is no. And the answer is no. Okay. So we'll, um, if there's other questions about this, let us know. Maybe we can, we could like follow this up. We could go a little more in depth. Luckily, um, you know, we're going to, we have, you know, like 200 more shows uh, to do. Uh, But anyway, we're going to jump out of here. Thanks for listening. We love you. Happy divine mercy. Happy Easter. Peace.